Hi, Avril here from Access Credit Union. We are delighted to once again sponsor the Star Sports Podcast. As part of our range of new business loans, we now offer Cultivate Farm Finance, the farmer-friendly loan package. With a Cultivate loan, farmers in West Cork can benefit from the local decision-making and personal service offered by Access Credit Union. To find out more, go to accesscu.ie forward slash cultivate, call me on 085 268 2727 or 028 21883, where a member of our team will be happy to help you with your inquiry. Close your eyes and pull like a dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor, Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose the credit union, choose local, choose community. On this week's show, we're looking ahead to Sunday's All-Ireland Camogie Final between Cork and Kilkenny. We'll be joined on the show by Cork manager Matthew Toomey, who has led this Cork side back to the final during his first season in charge. Before we hear from Matthew Toomey though, we're also going to reflect on some of the biggest results and storylines following the start of the County and Carberry Hurling Championships last weekend. To help us do that, we're joined once again by Matthew Hurley, aka at GAA underscore Statsman2 on Instagram and at GAA underscore Statsman on Twitter. So plenty to seek our teeth into again this week, lads, and we might as well kick things off with the All-Ireland Camogie final, which takes place at Croke Park this Sunday at a quarter past four. The Cats booked their place in the final with an impressive 113 to 12 points win over defending champions Galway, while Matthew Toomey's side staged a dramatic fight back to overcome Waterford, 15 points to 10. Kieran, we've spoken about this on the podcast in recent weeks. There was no Orla Cronin involved in the semi-final but we did see Ashling Thompson in action following a successful appeal against her two-match suspension so just briefly on her how important will her availability be to Cork's chances on Sunday? Matthew Toomey something up so well after the semi-final win against Waterford he said she's different gravy she's she's different class and um, we'll hear from, from Matthew quite soon but he thinks that Ashton Thompson has come back to the form that she showed back in 2014-2015 that she's back to that importance with Cork and that's, that's good news for, for Cork Camogie to have Ashton Thompson taken because we saw against Waterford just how influential, she, how influential she can be she changed the game Cork was struggling big time in that first half took 25 minutes to get on the scoreboard Cork brought her on late in the half because it was only hours beforehand that she got cleared to play in that game. We got to think back to the Cork's last group game against Tipperary when Ashton Thompson got a red card after the final whistle and she was served with a two-match ban. So that went to an appeal and it was just in the morning of the semi-final that she got the green 
like to play. So that was very late in the day. But she showed her class and importance by by changing that game and turning the, the tide in Cork's favour that day. So huge boost for Cork to have her available because at one stage when she was hit with that two-match ban, it looked like she would miss the business end, which is a semi-final and a final. Matthew, we're going to come to you on Sunday's game now then. There's obviously a very strong West Cork influence on this Cork team, no more so than in the full back line where Libby Coppinger was once again instrumental in Cork keeping a clean sheet in the semi-final. So how important do you think a strong performance from Libby is to Cork getting over the line on Sunday? I think it's massively important. Uh, like even the even on the start this weekend this week now, um, I interviewed Polly Murray, uh, the a guy from St. Columns as well, and Michael Mornan, and he, they were all in agreement that Libby should get an all-star this year. And uh, look at her performances. She's been absolutely exceptional. And uh, yeah, to joke with football and Camogie as well, like Polly was actually mentioning that um like it kind of helped Libby and made Callan as well that the footballers went out early and Jewel can't be done anymore. But the fact they're doing Jewel and their performance at the highest of their ability, I think is a credit to them. Uh, they're absolutely outstanding. And there's a few courses girls on as well. Fiona Keating has been excellent. Sears McCarthy has been unreal as well. So Cork have a good, strong team there, despite the loss of order Cohen, of course. There's other forwards stepping up. Amy O'Connor being one, definitely, and Katrina Mackey. But um, yeah, definitely Cork have done absolutely exceptional. And maybe Coppinger, like, if Cork win on Sunday, there's an argument that Libby Coppinger could be up for player of the year. She's been that good. She's been very good at fullback. So, um, yeah, if they win on Sunday, it's been mostly down to Libby's brilliant performances this year at fullback. Uh, Kieran, a name Matthew mentioned there is, of course, Fiona Keating, who was uh, Celtic Ross uh, Sports Star of the Year award winner um, the year before last. And she's really solidified herself as a key player in that Cork Camogie side. What it is, What is it about Fiona that you think has allowed her to become such an established player. She's now clearly one of the best Camogie players in the entire country, not just in Cork. It's quite interesting what Matthew said there. And in his talk with Paddy Murray in Torrey's Southern Star, especially on Libby Coppinger, uh, Paddy made the, the point that it's very, very hard for dual players at the top level right now. That He said there might be, be space for dual players at the top level right now. Fiona Keating was a dual player, a senior dual player there for, for a season the year before last, but she made the decision early 2021 to focus on Camogie. So she parked Cork football, but Cork football's loss was Cork Camogie's gain because she was able to focus herself fully on Cork Camogie. She flourished, flourished last year and she's having another very strong season as well. She's had a couple of hiccups. She um, she broke her hand early in the year during the league. She's broken a finger as well. So it's not been all kind of clear plain sailing for her, but she is such a key player for Cork in, in the Cork attack, especially when you consider too that Orla Cronin has missed so much of the season and Orla Cronin is obviously not involved in the Cork panel now, to have a player like Fiona Keating step up and just help that Cork attack flow is, is so, so important. And she's one of, of several West Cork players. We mentioned Sears McCarthy, wing-back, crucial player for Cork as well. The two Cork wing-backs this year are bombing forward and they're getting a, a fair few scores as well. And they're very attack-minded. Um, Sears McCarthy, the wing-back, it's Laura Hayes, I think, um, also, that is well worth mentioning to a couple of more West Cork players. Kira O'Sullivan from Lucy Down, she's been on the panel now for a couple of years. And then there's Kate Wall, who plays her Camogie with Kilbritton, League. So, West Cork is well represented on the Cork Senior panel this Sunday. And it's worth just a quick mention too for the Cork Intermediates there in the All Ireland final. They're taking on Galway in the, I think it's two o'clock throwing in Croke Park. 
and there's a couple of courses players on that as well Ronya Hennon and Ashley Maloney and we have an interview with Ashley Maloney in Thursday's Southern Star and we can't not mention the All-Ireland Premier Junior Camogie Final Jack it's probably it's the big one up in Barry Road because Jennifer O'Leary or Jennifer Curry is in or up the north she will be out for Armagh as they take on Antrim and I presume there'll be busloads from Barry Road heading up to to Croke Park to support Cork, but they'll they'll be up there early. I think it's it's a twelve or half twelve throw in for the for the Premier Junior final. So just to, to wish them all the very best of luck. Okay, lads. Um, before we go to the club action, I want to get predictions from the both of you because obviously Kenny beat the defending champions Galway in the semi final. So it's not a case of Cork showing up on the day. It's going to be a very tough game. But Matthew will come to you first. Can Cork reclaim the All-Ireland Camogie crown? I think they can. Uh, like, when you look at uh, Kenny's record in the last few years, they've only won two All-Irelands in this millennium alone, only 16 and 20. So the record hasn't been particularly good. They only win one All-Ireland in four years or something like that. That's their average. So they aren't great when it comes to that. But uh, this Cork team, they'll be worked after last year's All-Ireland final. Like, I think it was mentioned, on, a match of Pumi mentioned uh, on the start, it was that um, they were disappointed in how it ended last year. Like, they only scored, I think, one point in the last few minutes, and Galway just ran away with it towards the end of it. Wayne was close, and they've been tough towards the end of it. And, yeah, Cork just found to see, but I don't think that will happen this time around. The subs will be big now for Cork, and Matthew Toomey's big team was building a panel. He's built a panel now, and uh, did come on, Kieran uh, mentioned Kate Wall as well. The likes of Ashley Thompson, Izzy O'Regan. Like, I look at their scores all over the field. They have 15 different scores in the championship alone. So that's a pretty good showing. Kilkenny themselves have very good scores and very much and Denise Gall. But I fancy Cork. I fancy Cork to win it. Uh, I just think they'll be improved from last year. They'll be hurt from last year. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go for Cork victory. And Kieran, even. I'm going to complete the clean sweep. I'm going to go for Cork too. It's uh, 2018 since Cork lost one All Ireland, which is a which is a long wait for the county that's won it more times than anyone else. I think Cork will go for their 29th O'Duffy Cup on Sunday. Like Matthew said, the, the, I think the pain from last year losing that final to Galway that that has to play a part because those players know what it's like to lose in All Ireland, and they had that that final almost in their best last year. I think they were three points up inside the last quarter, but Galway just finished that game so so strongly. And Cork just didn't have the answers. Would you look at that, that Cork team? You mentioned maybe Coppinger, the likes of Fiona Keating, but there's some so many experienced players there. Look, look at Laura Tracy, look at Amy O'Connor, look at Hannah Looney, look at Ashton Thompson, class acts all over the field. And there's a lot of big game players too. Big game players there for Cork who who can influence this game, who can turn this game in Cork's favour. But it's not going to be easy because over the last couple of years, Cork have come up short in big games. They've lost their last couple of finals in Croke Park, whether that's All-Ireland finals or league finals. So they need to get that monkey off their back. But I think they have, a, they have a great chance on Sunday to do that, but it won't be easy. Well, confident predictions from both Kieran and Matthew Cork to reclaim the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Crown this Sunday in Croke Park. We're going to switch our attention back to the club action last weekend now. And there's plenty to cover. Clubs from right across the region were involved in championship matches from Senior A right down to Junior B and so Matthew we want you to give us your five biggest takeaways from the weekend that was starting with number five yeah number five is Arbonne Rangers beating Ballygarvin at the weekend 19 points to 2-11 and this is a big win for the Tivoli based club because 
Their next game after this now is Gripsy, who lost pretty heavily to Bally Gippen in the other game as well. So if Aberdeen win the next game, they could be into the next round. And that's big for their club, um, you know, um, rising hurling in that area of the woods. Like, they'd be, they'd be a pretty good side. Like, there's some very good players there. And that was a big win over Bally Garvin at the weekend. Uh, number four is kind of a double win for Kilbritton over the weekend. Yeah, they won the junior, but they also won the premier junior against Milford as well, 360 to 2.17. A brilliant victory for them. And considering they were the only team to win in that group, Barry Rowe, another West Cork side in St. Benbar's drawing that group, that was a brilliant victory for Kilbritton. Very, very good victory for them. And they brilliant that both sides won. It was a great double victory for them. Um, and number three, it's it's an interesting one because I was at this game battling against Valleys, West Cork, Derby. It wasn't probably a game for the purists, and I'll be honest, but then um, Bandon, they got over the line in, in the games. Like, Valleys did the score complaint in the second half. Um, they, they, like, it was a strange one because actually Valleys had to wait in the second half and they didn't make use of it whatsoever. Um, the Bandon goal from Cahill Lynch was enough to get them over the line in that game. That was a crucial win. For Bandon, who played in Scar at the weekend, so that was a really big win for Bandon. It was it was a vital win. It wasn't the best performance of the world, but they got over the line at the end. And Pat Barry even mentioned that in his post match interview. Delighted with the victory. And the top two game after that is um, Newstone and Corsi. Starting off with Newstone, brilliant victory for them against uh, Mallow. And um, big game against Vermont next for them as well. Like uh, one twenty four to three sixteen. Like the actual behind for most of the game, but then Jack Mead's goal turned around late on and there was some drove out the victory then. Very, very good win for them. Of course, he's the winning seat, first win in CRA yeah, level. Brilliant victory for them. And their next their next game's actually very interesting because they have Father O'Neill's who hammered Blarney in the other game. So that'd be interesting to see where courses are actually at. It was a very good victory over Killa. And uh, they got 22 points, Killa got 3-11. They aren't as reliant on goals to keep them in game. So that's a, um, that's a pleasing aspect for Corsi. So, um, yeah, very good weekend for West Cork sides in the hurling front. You don't see that too often. No, absolutely not. Can we just briefly stay on Newcestown then for a moment? Because it's something maybe that we speak about every year and it just came to my mind when we were speaking about the challenges faced by dual players such as Libby Coppinger and Fiona Keating. The fact that Newcestown managed to compete at the highest level or just more or less the highest level in both senior club hurling and football like it never ceases to amaze and i just wonder do you think matthew i'll ask you first do you think there's ever any conversations within the club that they might just say right this year we're going to park the hurling or the football and go full steam ahead on one or the other or is it just the culture in that club to try and compete on all fronts at the highest level because you'd have to wonder if they did focus their attention to one or the other they they probably they probably dominate and win a, a county title. Well, arguably in any case, they wouldn't even get over the football group anyway. No disrespect to Newstown, no, because Khan, Nemo, and Castellet are far better than them at this moment in time. But look, I, I think they're happy the way they are, uh, just competing highly at, at both levels. Like what West Cork team can actually say that they were competing at a high level in both hurling and football. So. That's something they have all, all over the region, definitely. Like, Clan Arms competitive really in hurling. Harry Rangers barely have a hurling team either. So, Cassadaven don't have a hurling team at all. So, you know, it's a, it's a brilliant achievement for Lucestone to keep going the way they do. And it's the same players of both teams as well. So, that's a brilliant achievement. They play week in, week out. I think it's a superb achievement. I know there's the argument that they could perform in one or the other, but 
for West Cork teams to perform both counts, I don't think much West Cork teams over the years could say that. No, just in case there's any Clonakilty hurlers listening there, I think uh, they did have either a win or a draw at the weekend in the Junior A, so we'll give them credit for that. But yeah, Carry Rangers and Castlehaven, I haven't uh, heard sight or sound of a hurling team from either of those over the last number of years. But Kieran, just on Noosestown again, what were you? Are you impressed by by what they've managed to do again this year by putting out competitive teams? Now, albeit as Matthew alluded to, there they're probably not going to progress in the football, but the fact that. They won't be an easy game for anyone in that football group is uh, worth credit in its own right. It's almost a cliche at this stage to get a new system's dogginess and determination. Like in fairness to them and they caught matches there, like to be a dual senior club of football and hurling is an incredible achievement in this day and age. And just to know too that the New Stone Camogie team is a senior team as well. So it's it's a club that does an awful lot of things right on and off the pitch. But to be I suppose quite frank as well, it's so tough for for Town competing in the senior ranks because they just don't have a break at the moment. They're coming off the back. Okay, they lost to lost to Nemo Rangers in their first football game. They never straight into playing Mallow last weekend. This looking at it's this Sunday the seventh, Newstone for my and colleague at two o'clock. The week after then they have a huge football game against Clonakilty. So it's so so hard to to give her all to one code when you're splitting your time between both codes. And the reality is that it's hurling right now in Newstown. But, but come Monday, it'll be back to football again. But they want to touch the football since before that Nemo game. So it's quite tough for them to try and excel in both. Um, they'll always give it their best shot. And even that Nusestown Clan Kilty game, and I get what Matthew's saying that it's going to be very, very tough for Nusestown or even Clan to get out of that group when you consider that Haven and Nemo are there. But the winner of that Clan and Nusestown game game the weekend after this with their last game with a chance of progressing so that's a huge game as well the big games are coming thick and fast for for Newstone right now and that's the way the players like it but there will come a time later in the championship and we heard it last year too for the dual clubs where we just don't get a break and that that'll catch up the players will get tired and, and that's that, that that is that is a problem I suppose or, or, or an issue with the with the way the season is now but it's just that the dual clubs find it very very hard but it's the way the season is laid you know, but for now, we'll keep doing what they're doing. If they get a win this weekend against Fermoy, they'll be hopping into the football game against Clan the week after. Just last point on this, I want to ask Matthew, because obviously, Matthew, people may not know, but you're involved with Balnascarty GA Club, who are obviously a successful dual club in their own right. They always put out competitive football and hurling teams. Just from your own personal experience within a club of that nature, what sort of um, politics go on behind the scenes? Is there arguments between the football purists and the, the hurling purists or is it very much a case of we're a small-ish club let's all just row in together and try to produce the two best teams that we can on any given year Did you just call Bellas a small-ish club you'll never be left into the parish Jack after that <laughs> Jesus thank you Jack seriously you know the people doing Bellas Carty you know um, but, forget that <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a fact of um, you know the two clubs going in because the two man- management teams there, the hurling team managed by Joe Ryan um, and who else is there? Uh, Brian Murphy there as well. Like they worked together with Nine Two and Stephen Ferguson there with the football, so they they'd be passionate enough. Like they won the hurling last year, they went up pretty early in the football against uh, James as they hammered out the gate really, but um. But I think, look, the balance is right this year, I think. I think Val could make a run. I know it's probably a bit of a biased opinion now, but I think Val will be a threat in the football this year in the junior A. Uh, the hurling, obviously, they're champions. 
albeit he struggled over the line against Donnie's at the weekend. So it'll be interesting to see if they do well in football and hurling. And uh, it, it won't be bad for smallish club jack if uh, Bad win the double. That'd be something to be <laughs> Oh, I'll be eating those words for the rest of my time with the Southern Star, I'm sure. But look, let's park the football chat there for a moment because there's a biggish game that we need to preview with the Cork senior Camogie manager on Sunday. So let's hear now from the man himself. It's Matthew Toomey. So Matthew, what does All-Ireland final week look like for Cork, I suppose, in terms of preparation, keeping the players fresh, working on game plans for the big match on Sunday? Well, um, I suppose at this stage, Kind of the majority of the work is done. Um, we've all the media stuff and, and all that is out of the way, and the tickets and gear and all that comes with that. It's it's all sorted. Like we we wanted to clear one of it. Um, so like we'd be best to be training. Kind of I think it's the fourth time we'll be tomorrow. No Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But it would be just more get-togethers, having a chat. Um, just I suppose just kind of meeting up because it's a long stretch. You know, if you're if you're on your own there, it's better to be in the group and all that. You know, so just just keep everything down. Like you know, like, like we're lucky we were there last year. We know what's facing us, so like it's just, it's just virtually the same thing again. You mentioned last year, and that was a game that ended ended in disappointment for Cork losing to Galway. So, what you do with, with a game like that in, in terms of the weekend of an All Ireland is that just parked to one side? And I know it was parked very early in the year. Or is it something that you touch on again with the players in terms of the, the disappointment and hurt that they felt after it? So what do you do when you're preparing for an All-Ireland final having lost the previous one? Um, I, I suppose there's this a bit of both. Like, the, the main element, I suppose, we parked it because um, like it was you know, a different team, different management, the whole lot. Um, I suppose the only thing we use is a carrot as well. Like that, just that feeling we had... Um, you know, after the game, you know, it was, it was obviously a very somber feeling and all that, and and just what we can do to rectify it, and what we we don't want to face that again. So I suppose we kind of use it in, in the both ways, really. And like you mentioned too, like like there, there's a lot going on at the week of an All Ireland final in terms of tickets and all that stuff. But having that experience from last year, especially for the younger players, I know the experienced players, the Ashton Thompsons and so on, that they've been through before over the years. But for the players last year like Fiona Keating and so on to, to have that experience under their belts that should help them this week Big time yeah and, and you know like obviously they, they, you know their clubs know might make a bit of a fuss of them at home and all that and, and that's that's nice for the players like, but just don't get sucked into it is a big thing like they, they, with regards to tickets and the gear and all that it's, it is the, the kind of the, the senior players are dealing with it just saying that's just get it done get it started get it out of it doesn't make a difference like it's, it's you know it, like it, it's it's immaterial really. Like it's it's just the focus on the game is the most important thing. And and I think there are, as you said, just the experience of last year. The younger players know. Look, this is only just a sideshow. Just it's just to kind of have the head right for the for the game is the most important thing. Obviously, it's been a very good championship campaign for Cork getting to the All Ireland final. Looking at the results earlier, Matthew, obviously in the group stages, wins against Wexford, Clare, Dublin, and Waterford. Okay, a blip against losing the tip, but the reality is that game didn't really matter to Cork because you're already through to the knockout stages before you played tip in your final group game. Looking back at the group, so what are the big positives that, that you took and even the development and growth of the team from that first game against Wexford right through to, I suppose, when you played Waterford again in the semi-final? Yeah, I, I suppose like, I, I would be that way inclined as well, just trying to look at the positive things. Um, you know, we, we, we got the business done. There were tough games. Um, you know, the other group had a couple of weaker teams in it. I was happier going the route we went, even though I know we were avoiding Kilkenny and Galway, but at least we had kind of the, all the games were solid games. Um, 
we finished games strongly all the time, um, which was very pleasing. Um, we got 28 players out in the field, which would have been a massive goal of mine, just again, as many people, like there's no, I, I wouldn't agree with the, the adage, like just having players on the panel just for the sake, but like to give them a chance, you know, like it's it's all well and good to give someone two or three minutes. It's, it's not fair on them. And we wanted to go a panel. So we got we got the 20 player, 28 players out in the field uh, in the championship games. The Tipperary game, even though it was disappointing, for I suppose a few different reasons, like but it was disappointing to lose. But at the same time, it very kind of leveled us. Um, it just re- really kind of got us to the, back for the last two weeks. Um, I think it still had a kind of a side effect us going into the Waterford semi final. Um, but again, I, I don't I don't think that's a bad thing either. Um, I don't know. Like I think all the media outlets know, like especially the the national ones that were up, up in Cope Park were really honing in our week start. Like, that's that's the first time we did that. It was like. I would be very, very, very surprised if we did it again. Have we learned from it? Yes, we have. We were, we have addressed this and all that. But um, yeah, there was just you know, like I, as again, as I say, from all the games, I think there was more, a lot more positives than there was negatives. You mentioned there as well that you about building a strong panel and getting getting depth in the squad. That's something that that you certainly achieved over the over suppose over the league and and the championships so far. But how big a how big a goal, how big a target was that for you? Just to have those options to bring off the bench. Huge because I, I suppose the big focus like we were in the All Ireland final last year and we were six points up and it was God was bench beat us and that was widely known. We played them in the league final again this year where we were a goal up I think it was, and again their bench beat us again and I, I was very conscious of it before the league campaign started and it was a thing that when we sat down as a management we we discussed at length, um but um it, it was a big thing of mine and there was a lot of kind of players I suppose that were on the periphery last year that didn't really get a run like. For like, just for example, Emma Murphy, um, we gave her a few starts there and, and she flourished in us. And you know, just getting all these kind of girls into it um, is very important because, like, when we needed them against Waterford, a couple of subs we brought on did make a difference. And there was more to come out of it as well. Like, you know, so it, we have options, which is it's, it's a dream situation. We went on, I suppose, to the All Ireland semi final against Waterford, and you, you t- touched on it earlier there about Cork's slow start, probably not in keeping with what we've seen earlier in the year. But it took t- Cork 25 minutes to get in the scoreboard. What what you put that down to, and what can Cork learn from that head of the game against Kilkenny? Um, uh, well, I, I, we have to look at ourselves first of all, like you know, like obviously, but I, I would I would put it down to Waterford and as bad a team as what we, you know, anyone perceived. Like the forward line were like they were after coming off the, the, the Limerick quarter final and they were very good and they, they came at us and we had no answer for it. I do think the fact that we had Ashton missing as well it was a big bearing in it. Um you know we don't hundred percent depend on any player, but when we're down three quality players from last year already, like for another one to come over the, the mix again was unsettling. And I suppose we it was myself, Dave Lee, and Ashton only knew about the, this appeal on the Saturday morning and we kept away from the players, but um it was coming off the train. We're after getting news that she was after um, being successful, but we, we decided on the Friday night we wouldn't start her regardless. Um, and we told the players, "Look, after last year's stuff, it was all a crown, and like it was, it was, it was shocking the way it was all dealt with. Um, not not by the Carcamogi, but it was just you know the, the quarter twelve night before in Ireland. You know, had that effect on last year. We, we could say it didn't, but it did. Like and." Do you know, I, I think, you know, that, that's all fine and good, but we started off slow or, or, or like we, we had a plan made out and we didn't execute it. Um, the, the runs were way too deep and uh, the ball into the forwards line was a backstream. And, you know, we gave them confidence. And it's the one thing we want to do is choke them, not to give them the confidence, but we gave them confidence. And, like, to be fair to them, 
we were very lucky to come off the a half time only a couple of points down. It could have been a lot more. Then Cork showed huge character in the in, in the second half. I think you outscored them, what was it, 12 points to three? Am I right? Yeah, in, in the second yeah. half. So like it, it told us a lot about the resilience and character of this Cork team. So what were the positives that you took from that second half? Um, as you say, I suppose the bench was what was one factor, like but we I think we got eight points unanswered, um, which was really pleasing. The fitness showed. You know, as all the qualities you, you were, were kind of bringing into the team um, was very good. Like, you know, the options, like when, when they kind of really settled down and played to the game plan, the options were unlimited. Like, you know, we scores coming everywhere. And there was, there was a variety of scores as well, which is great. And just, you know, they give like like Sasha McCartan there, you know, she was played with injuries. Like, she, she was probably one of our best players in the league and she was played with injuries. And just to get a good 60 minutes and it was kind of, I suppose, the last 20 minutes, we really saw what Sorsha, the, the Sorsha we know, mm-hmm. um, play. And, you know, all that, 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 that was well and good. And and I suppose then as well, Beck Carton was causing riot with us. And when Laura Trace went, went on top of her, she snuffed her out. You know, so it's just giving us more options. Like, as we're, we're doing our matchups with Kilkenny and all that, we just have loads of options. Like we're, we're going to go one system, but we have other things in reserve as well in our head. I noticed after the game against Waterford, you called Ashton Thompson different gravy. I think that was very after that. She was superb when, when, when she was when she was introduced. She turned the game in Cork's favour. But having a big player like that perform, like in on on the big stage, that's so important. And you mentioned Laura Tracy there, like especially since Cork are without the services of a couple of key players like Orla Cronin. But to have the Ashton Thompsons and the Laura Tracys, big players step up in the big days, that'd be so important to get against Kilkenny. Huge, like, um, uh, like Ashton has been unreal all year for us. On fairness, to her, like, um, you know, like she's back to nearly today. Ashton Thompson, when I was first involved in 2014 and 15, she was unbelievable. Um, I, th- I think she's back to that kind of importance. Once again, no, she was already an important to the Carcamogi, don't get me wrong, but like, I, I think she's she's back to her best. And then you throw in Laura Tracy, like I, I, like to me personally, I thought man of match was Libby Coppinger. I thought she was absolutely outstanding and full back, and, and she was under pressure. Um, but she was brilliant. I may have Caroline, you've Amy O'Connor's, you've leaders everywhere, which is vital. And you know, some of them be outspoken in, in the dressing room or in the field, but other people just leave the to do, do, like Libby. We've been very, very, very quiet for running the zooming girl. She's, she's outstanding. Um, but but she does her talking on the field, which is great. Like and just she's just blowing models everywhere on the field. But the leaders really stood up now in the second half last week. You've actually preempted my next question. It was about Nibby Carpenter. She's flying the Carberry flag. Of course, she's from St. Columns out here in West Cork. But can you talk to me yeah. a small bit about Libby and I suppose her characteristics and her attributes and what she brings to the team? It, it, I, I, I couldn't speak highly enough of the girl. Um she, she reminds me in so many ways of um, um like and I'm talking about out in the field now um, of Breach Cockery. Just um, she's just like a, a live where I, I like you know even when the football was going on there now, like there was never any question she came out in the field. She was just dancing around the place again. You know as, again there was a bit of madness with Breach, but Libby is just so unassuming and you know she just you could see her with the younger girls and she's having a, a quiet war with them and it's it's it's, it's an invaluable to us. Like but. Like every danger player we have, it's between ourselves and, and Maeve Callan. The two of them just go over and, and, and stuff them out there. Like, but uh, she, she's just she's brilliant. She's like she's absolutely invaluable to the team. As far as offensively, Carkman's so strong. This year, looking at the, the scores there, Amy O'Connor, Katrina Mackey, Chloe Sigerson, Clean Hill, Laura Hayes, all scoring well. Serge McCarthy chipping in as well. What I noticed defensively, not conceding too much. Right, we'll put that temporary game to one side, like we said earlier, Corker already true before then, but we're looking at 1-6-2-5-0-9-0-10 and 0-10 conceded in, in the other games. Like, we're pretty happy with that. 
fairly happy because um, I suppose it's, it's, it's kind of known factually that our two wing forwards are tending to go bombing up in the forward line, Saoirse and Laura Hayes. And we still concede only that much, but it's it's like fairness to the coaches, especially I suppose Davey, you have to give him credit, is just that they have the eye on that, like doing the tight mark and the tackling, like it's uh, it's gone to another level altogether. Um, you have to give the Camogues Association to know kudos for that as well because they've tweaked the rules a small bit just to get, get more kind of contact into it. But we've really excelled in that this year. Like it's 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 the touch tight stuff and look, there's there's a lot of things that he's um, bringing to the, the picture and on the defensive kind of side of things as well. But like it, like what what that allows us then because we're going so def- like that we are defensive it's so strong defensively. Sorry. Is that the lows are forwards then or wing backs to bomb forwards? So it, it, it actually brings an element to the offensive as well. Um so it's it's, it's a double caveat, really. Big and Davy Fitzgerald in as coach was seen as a huge coup for Cork. So what has he brought to the table? What difference has he made? Uh, look, I suppose the position I was in is that um like you're dealing with Kevin Murray last year, who was absolutely excellent. And I, I know myself that if if we couldn't try to come near that, like I was under pressure from from day one, um, I, I tried around and it just when when David came, it's just like obviously his experience, like there there's a, a kind of a, you know, obviously a control level of madness there with him too. Like the, the preseason, the players this was it, it was a close and insanity. There was actually times I felt sorry for them out in the field, which is weird. Like, but I did like it was two and a half to three hours, but. Like he said it to him always, there was a man to his madness, and he, like he did say that it would bring character to him. Like there, our fitness wouldn't be questioned. Like we haven't played a team in the championship that has been fitter than us. That they don't have finished the game, but the character he built in them and all that has been huge. Like, like he brought down a couple of lads from Clare with him now too. But there's another lad, bomber, um, James Hickey's his name. He's another coach. He's he, like to me, he's top drawer. Like he's going to be an absolutely exceptional coach, and it just it just brings a different voice and a different kind of. Way going, like you know, there was nothing wrong. Well, like with what we did last year, like I, I, I like going into the final, I was very confident what we had done. Um, as a management, and the players were the same. Um, but like you know, we just had to bring something different, and you know that that's what Davy brings. We've got this far without really talking about Kilkenny, the opposition. Um, I suppose huge respects like between Cork and Kilkenny. They've met so much. Over the last couple of years, um, Kilkenny impressive in their semi final win, Detroit and Galway. So, what sort of challenge you expecting from them? Um, I, I, every game has been, you know, every, over the last few years, there's always only been the score in it. Like, um, they've lost two games in the last two years, and the two of them were last year. We've been by a point, and Galway been by a point in the championship. They're, they're undefeated this year. They lost, you know, a few players start the year and during the year, but they just. Like you know, they just have something like a manufactured up there, like that they just come through. And like, if we want to play hurling with them, they'll go toe to toe with the hurling. If we want to go physical, they'll go phys- they'll go toe to toe on that as well. They're just they like any way you look at them, they have it. Um, their management team is just you know like well to experience there. But like when the county Padonil, you know, Philly Larkin and Brian Doling himself and Tommy Shefflin, like it's 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 unbelievable. And it's it look it's great for the game. But look. They're not going to be phased by playing us. Like you could see it by the celebrations last week. It was a big deal for them to get into the final because of the, you know, the hurt they had last year when we beat them in the 64th minute. Um, so like, like we've massive respect from, like uh, after we kind of after the, the, the Waterford game, like we weren't the stand. Did it bother me who we were playing? No, it didn't because we we would have a graph for both of them. 
Um, the, the, like there is a traditional thing with Cork and Kilkenny, it's huge. Like there's ferocious mutual respect, and, and I spent an over there um, the other day with Brian Doling up in Crow Park, and like he's he's a top class guy. Like but like there was no mind games going on. There was no. It was just pure talk, oh hurling, and it was. You know, look, we, we know we have a mammoth task ahead of us. We're going in as mad underdogs, and you know, in some ways, it's, it's a great way to be. Like because we like we didn't perform the semi final. We know we have to bring a performance and like. We 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 will be watching out for one or two of their players, but our main goal is to just watch ourselves and, and trying to get the best out of our lads. Final question: So, how much are you enjoying your first year in the senior hot seat? Is it everything you thought it would be? This week is great. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's 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 been intense. Like um, I I know from being involved around the place, I suppose for the last few years, I know the work that party was putting in on that. Um, I I had an idea, but I didn't know the scale of it. Like it was, it's it's been tough. Um. Like myself, and my brother, knowing a couple of us here, we have a business here as well. Like, and, and it's 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 extremely busy as well. So trying to mix the boat at the start was extremely hard. So I had to come up with a, kind of a couple of ground rules, I suppose, and when I could be contacted and all that. But it's it's full on. But like, look, the, the people who led this to me, the, like you know, I wouldn't be coaxed by anything else. But it's just the players. Um, after the defeat last year, they were hurting so much, but. They really wanted to get back on, on the wagon straight away and their desire for that. And when I met a couple of the, the, the kind of older players just to see the ground it up, like, was this what they want? What, was this what they wanted? And you know, to go through a few things. And I was sold. And I, as soon as I got my own personal stuff and in, 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 in order, it was kind of a, a straightforward decision then. Um, but it's been great because it's a huge honor. Um, I, I, like I'd be always kind of more in the background. I love the coaching, I love dealing with the players and the man management side of things the limelight kind of stuff I, I wouldn't be into um, so getting used to that was very very hard and but look it's it's been a massive honour for me and my family and, 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 and Douglas as well like you know but look that'll all be decided on, and, and on Sunday week if we get the results where we are at Fingers crossed for a dream end to a great season thanks very much for joining us Matthew and best of luck against Kilkenny and thank you for all the coverage John Deere you've been very good thanks Megan Delighted to be joined by Avril Condell of Access Credit Union, who's here to tell us a little bit about Cultivate Farm Finance. So Avril, maybe just give us a brief introduction to what Cultivate Farm Finance actually is. So Cultivate is a collaboration of 40 credit unions uh, throughout Ireland. Um, West Cork has both Access Credit Union and Bantry Credit Union. Uh, the loan itself is up to 75,000 unsecured uh, for seven years is the max term, but obviously can be uh, personalised and customised to each individual's needs. Um, it's a great facility actually for, for farmers and um, because it covers cash flow and machinery purchases, like there's a fertiliser crisis now, as we know. Um, so literally anything that is required for the farm can be covered by this loan. The, the rate is very competitive and uh, we can match the, the repayment term and the um, repayment frequency to each individual farmer depending on their enterprise um, and you also have the benefit of the life cover that comes with the credit union loan which I think is very important for people these days at no extra cost. And if I'm a farmer and I'm listening to you on this podcast today how can I get involved? So if you're not sure of which credit union um, you're involved with you can go to Cultivate Credit Union directly which is www.cultivate-cu.ie or you can phone 1800-839-999. And if Access is your credit union, you can contact me directly. So it's avril at accesscu.ie, or you can ring me on 085-268-2727.
Welcome back to the Star Sport podcast and Kieran we're going to now preview this week's Southern Star sports section and obviously having heard from Matthew Toomey and of course you mentioned Jennifer Curry Neo Leary at the top of the show as well so lots of camogie I'm assuming in this week's Southern Star. Yeah loads of camogie loads for our readers to sink their teeth into ahead of the All-Ireland finals on Sunday so like we talked about earlier Matthew Hurley has a, a very nice piece about Libby Coppinger um, she's been an integral part of the Cork Camogie success story this year. So, Matt, we spoke to, to Mike Burnan, the Camogie ladies chairman, and he spoke to Paddy Murray, the former Cork senior manager, just to get their thoughts on Libby and the season that she's having. And even not only her impact on the field, but her impact off the field, especially locally here in West Cork, just to have someone of Libby Coppinger's stature, um, great, role, great role model for for, 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 young, for young girls locally. So a really good piece by Matthew Hurley that's worth checking out. We've also spoken to Fiona Keating just about her season so far. And we touched on earlier, she's becoming more and more important to this Cork Camogie team. Um, ahead of the All-Ireland Intermediate Final, we have an interview with Ashling Maloney from Corsi Rovers, where she's going to uphold the strong family tradition by lining out in Croke Park this Sunday when Cork take on Galway. And then we have an interview with Jennifer O'Leary, or Jennifer Curry, like we say, they call her up in our mad because um, I just think this is a, a great, great story. It's two months shy of her 39th birthday. She came back out of inter-county retirement this year, as she revealed on the Star Sport podcast earlier this year when she was chatting to us. So just a great story about Jennifer Leary, one of the, the greats of Cork Camogie, eight-time All-Star, four-time All-Ireland winner, and she's still doing it. So loads there, loads of Camogie reading. Also, we touched on the this was the GA action. There's a hell of a lot going on at the moment. We're after one hurling championship weekend, number one straight into the other. So for fans of Bandon, Berry Row, Nooses Town, Kilbritton, Agerty Rangers, Courses, with so much in this Thursday Southern Star match reports and reaction from the week, weekend just gone. While also looking ahead to what's coming up. And it was also a very busy weekend in the Carby Junior um, A and B hurling championships. So we've match reports from there as well. It's just a really busy time right now, but it's a it's a great time to be a GFN in West Cork. So that's well worth checking out. Um, Conor Horahan, he got off the market side to see his goal for Derby County. Beautiful oh, goal. Classic Horahan as well. Oh, brilliant. Well, he just caught it all outside the box. Yeah. 10 minutes left. It was brilliant to see like that was his home debut in Pride Park and it proved, it proved the winner. Um, so the Derby County beat Oxford. So Conor Horan's off the mark. So we have that. Also, um, a bit of hockey success for, for two local guys, for Mark Collins and, and Ian Perris. They're both part of the Bend and Grammar team that won the All-Ireland Schoolboys Hockey Championship earlier in the year. But they were part of the Ireland under-21 team that had European hockey success the weekend just gone so well done to them with that story. The Bella we boys, the Bella, this is this is a, a tongue twister now. The Bella we races were on over the McCall weekend. So we have the, the full roundup from that. And there was local success for the O'Reilly family in Dream League, which is great to see. And there's a lot more besides that as well. We had a couple of skip roars at the World Under 19 um, uh, Rowing Championships. And Darren McAtaney on Tuesday night, he did it again. He smashed another Irish record. Um, the men's, Irish men's under 23, 3,000 metre record that he'd only broken a couple of weeks ago. And I think he broke it already earlier in the year. So he's getting faster and faster. Um, the European Athletics Championships coming up in Germany in a couple of weeks' time. So Dara's hitting form at the right time. So there's that and a lot, lot more. It's a packed Southern Star on Thursday. Lovely stuff, Kieran. And of course, that will be 
available in shops across West Cork from early Thursday morning. But if you can't make it to a shop for any reason or you're living abroad and want to read about the Camogie final or about your club that was in action last weekend, you can always subscribe online. Just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and read the Southern Star on your computer, tablet or smartphone for less than two euro per week. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast and thanks as well to our producer, Dylan Mangan. We'll be back at the same time next week. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tomlum.